welcome everybody to the very first ever public piss jug episode with video. I'm your host, Monochrome Sweatsuit, and I'm here joined with Brother Brown and Hobbs. What's going on, guys? Cheers. Cheers all around. Give me a piss. Give me, give me a piss. Give me, give me a piss. Give me, give me, yeah. Just give me a piss. You gotta dink them. Just give me a piss. Give me a piss. What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Good Look, cut. Hard we, cut. We were we're lit already. We uh, did an episode earlier. Check out our Patreon if you want a bonus episode every week. We got fired up because we have a whole new dimension to the piss jug now. We were audio only before, but now we are here on the set. You can see everybody. If you if you want to just see and hear from these guys, guess what? We could do that. Whoa, we got hey. switches. We got switches. You want to see and hear from these guys? Guess what? Whoa, we could do that. Hey, you want to you want to check in and see what's going on in the world? We could do that too. Ah! And right now, it's, what's burning going on in the world? It's burning right now. Uh, welcome to Piss Jug. If it's your first time uh, enjoying us, we basically just dive into the dumpster fire of current events and old shit and try to take the piss out of all of it. And today, we're getting kicked off with a 1992 throwback that you guys. 92. Yeah, you guys 100% walked past this VHS in Blockbuster. I wasn't, yeah, I just never rented it. I don't know why. I was allowed to get our movies, were you? Oh hell yeah! Okay, yeah. So watch whatever the fuck I wanted. So have you ever have you ever seen a movie and in your head you mix the the title up and like for years you think you've seen a movie and it turns out you really haven't. All the time. That happened with me this Probably. week with this because I was having the conversation with someone about Lawnmower Man and they're like, "Yeah, you seen Lawnmower Man?" and I was like, "I've seen Candyman and I remember Paperboy the video game as a kid." So. Like, in my brain, I kind of thought I'd seen this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I've seen Lawnmower Man. It's like, no, 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 I've seen Candyman, and I played Paperboy. I've never seen Lawnmower Man. Mm. And (laughs) I decided to do a deep dive for this podcast today, and the trailer, not only are we going to dive into, the whole movie, the director's cut, is available for free right now on YouTube. And. We're gonna need to take a look at a little bit of the director's cut intro. Flame it up. Do you guys want? Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to see this sight unseen and have no idea what we're getting into? You're yeah. goddamn right, I do. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. From the imagination comes the story of a man. Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind. Is that one of the bald ones? Yes, Cybo Man. He came to see me. No. Cybo Man. Comics, right? Yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> and the doctor. <laughs> Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of oh the future. I have, a game I have in to my watch house this. You might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> Different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. Dude, who is that? Pierce Brosnan. No, 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 the other guy. I thought it was one of the bald ones, but I was wrong. No, the, the, it's a lesser-known actor. We'll, we'll break that down in a minute. This is the first movie to feature virtual reality depicted. This is like before Tron. Yes. Well, not well. So Tron technically doesn't portray virtual reality. It's like a totally in another, like separate setting, right? With oh yeah, I guess it's like a different. I don't know. This is like whatever. This is what they thought VR was gonna do. Inside out. You realize, Doctor Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. The imaginary becomes real. Trying to get inside my head, Joe. You can't hide anything from me, Doctor. <laughs> and reality. We have no idea what he's gonna do. That's the clown from it. Your mind. My God. Dude, hell yeah. It just turns into that. it turns into Xavier Renegade Angel in a point. A Brett so, film. To, to answer your question, that guy's name is Jeff. Starring Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey is that and guy's Pierce name. Jeff Fahey. Okay. Jeff Fahey. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind and just and go through a couple things real quick before we get into any of the director's cut. They quite literally their concept to a movie was 
let's take a mentally handicapped lawnmower, and what we're going to do is we're going to give him superhuman intelligence, and he's going to take on Pierce Brosnan tit for tat in a virtual reality <laughs> showdown. That was the pitch for this movie. Yeah. That is literally Make the one character the pinnacle of smart, and then make the other character build up yeah. to the pinnacle of his smart. So those things in mind, if someone hired if you were Jeff uh, Fahey, uh. yeah, if you're Jeff Fahey and you're being hired on set, uh, and they told you, like, hey, man, so we need you to act like you're mentally handicapped. Yeah. Let's listen to the accent he chose one more time. Joe, come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yeah, Cybo Man, he came to see me. Cybo Man. Comics, right? Yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give this man. With the mind of a child. <laughs> Like, y'all, they dug in hard on that. They, they did. They went hard. They changed the teeth up. They did a lot of. They did a lot of sketchy shit. Like it looks like they put Trey Parker on like a <laughs> bunch of PCP and just didn't let him sleep. And this is what we got. So, dude, whoa! <laughs> the choice of the overall. Oh, I didn't see it until you said that. But now you can't unsee it. No, of course so, not. So, Holy fuck! So, so now that I say that again, let's play this back and let's see if it hits any different. Hobbs is losing it. Yeah, dude. There's Trey just fixing the lawnmower, <laughs> cutting his teeth in Hollywood. <laughs> And wait, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up! Holy <laughs> shit, that's the future. <laughs> you're strapped yeah, up on some guy's recliner, inverted. <laughs> I don't know about this, Pierce. <laughs> this looks like you got some weird shit going down in this basement. You got a bunch of fellas face down, distracted. I don't know. Nowadays, oh, if you're mowing the lawn and some weird guy is like, "Would you like to play some games at my house?" You're like, "Hey, man, get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> and then I shoot you. And then on the odd chance that you go, and then you go in the basement, and it's literally leather recliner. Recliners with no sterilization. <laughs> the inverted part is the funny part. So yeah, what is he doing there? Butt up in the air. So raw reaction. What's y'all's feedback on this plot? I want to see this movie. Well, like I have to now. see it. Yeah, I gotta see it now. Yeah, it's it, it's one that's on my immediate watch list. And guess what? We're gonna watch just a little bit of the intro. And the reason why we're gonna watch a little bit of this intro is. <laughs> Uh, it's got 45 or 46 minutes of footage that's completely omitted from the original featuring a subplot about a monkey that you never see again in the movie. It's never brought up. It, it's, it's not in the trailer either, right? Nope. Okay. Nothing about it. But uh, <laughs> if you guys if you guys are ready and if we're feeling bold enough, should we take a look a little bit at an, uh, a couple minutes of the director's cut yeah. of uh, Lawnmower Man? Hell yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. I will put the uh, captions on. This is literally in the opening sequences. I, I've kind of like fast forwarded to points because I'm trying to not get muted or banned playing. But it's YouTube free content, so hopefully we don't get take we don't get a strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this monkey is out of here, dude. Peace. I wonder when they insert this into the director's cut. The, well, this is yeah, this is it. It's during the movie though. Uh, yeah, like the opening forty-six minutes of the movie were not in the theatrical release. Oh, it's only okay. in the director's okay, cut. Okay, okay. So this is this is what you get in the director's cut. Forty-six <laughs> minutes. There's forty-six minutes of this. <laughs> well, it's not all this. The monkey escapes the lab. <laughs> And he gets into a shootout with the police. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not joking, dude. I'm, just, I'm not joking. Hold on. Hold it just on. turns into Grand Theft Auto? I'll just skip around, man. Yeah, we got that guy. Okay, yeah, no. Okay, my bad. This may even be trimmed down. They, I think they trimmed it down to like 10 minutes. I, in this so one. that's the, that, that's an intro thing. Yeah, and then okay. the, the monkey's in there. Yeah, there we go. The Whoa. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a whole deal. One earring, cigarette in, negotiating while there's a SWAT team out front, man. That is as 90s as it gets. I initially thought that was Stephen Baldwin from Biodome, but then now that you said fucking Trey Parker, dude, like, I yeah. cannot see anybody else. Yeah, right I was now. thinking Simple Jack. Yeah. Yeah, the Ben Stiller from, from Tropic. Yeah. So, yeah, they do Tropic this. Thunder. Or whatever. <laughs> 
He calls the monkey Cybo Man, by the way. So, like, you know, I don't know. I'll just warn you, this is not a good uh, situation for for Cybo Man. It's about to go real south. And uh, uh, you know what? I probably, because it's our first public episode, maybe I'll pause it before an animal gets killed on film. That might <laughs> spike. That might spike our ratings. In the director's cut, they kill the animal in the opening 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And it, it continues to dribble on. Uh, it's a two-hour and 21-minute movie. So it is a commitment yeah, to do it. But I see why there was pressure to make a uh, shorter, shorter length lawnmower. But man. even if I just jump around, look at these still frames. That <laughs> Hell you get. yeah, yeah! Like look at that. Coors what? <laughs> Extra what? <laughs> what kind of cores is that? Wait a minute. Extra gold. Can we get? A, can we get a zoom in on? <laughs> I, I, enhance, dude. Look, enhance. computer enhance. So you got cores, extra gold. You got steroids, carrots. An orange. <laughs> I thought those were fingers. So yeah, I like yeah, I like this fingers. game where you just skip around. Now he's injecting a man in his basement in his dimly lit basement. <laughs> his dimly lit basement. Uh, yeah, this whole movie's a real I treat. Like that, I like that color correction right there. It looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. It's like Dwight Yoko. Oh, it's Hank from Breaking Bad. Yeah, dude. Hank. Dude, I I realized who this guy looks like, who the lawnmower man looks like now. It's like Dwight Mocha Yoko meets Trey Parker. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Yoakam from uh, Sling Blade and Bluegrass yeah. fame. Um, well, anyways, y'all, I had to show you L- Lawnmower Man because it's truly unbelievable. This was... I'm going to take a mental note to to grab some visuals from this. 100%. Look at this. I know. It looks awesome. We didn't know that we were peaking in Hollywood. We didn't know. We were ahead. We, were ahead. we weren't aware yet. Do you guys know there's going to be a movie about a cyber monkey? <laughs> that part reminds me of Xavier Renegade Angel. Dude. I bet they love this. A man, a man. I a bet man. they love this shit. Yeah. I got to grow on one of those, uh, I think it's called a gyrosphere. White pants. How was it? And, uh, it was in space camp because my dad worked for NASA, so I got to go to space camp one year, like just one summer. I guess that was like the... The deal. If you had a kid and you were an employee of NASA, you got to sit in the space camp. Yeah, okay. And I got to go on the front of an actual space shuttle that the you know the astronauts used. Got to go on one of those things. I guess it's called a gyrosphere, right? Yeah, but was Pierce Brosnan there with one ear? W- that's what I was trying cigarettes. to say. Yeah, he was there, dude. He was he, there. Was, he was manning the computers. It he looked was, just like this. He was looking through all the kids in the camp, and he was like, "Who's the dumb one? <laughs> Who's yeah. the dumb one Let's that I can make smart? Put him on." <laughs> Put them on. Kid well, with the glasses. Put them on. The uh, the use of that in the '90s. It was always used to portray like technology, which is really funny to think about. Look what he's doing. <laughs> typing in, <laughs> typing into a screen. <laughs> to, to not, there's no text bar anywhere no. on that on any of those screens. Just vortex. Yeah, just a grid. Yeah. Oh. oh. He knows Hell the code yeah. though, dude. You don't have, Hell yeah. You don't have to dude. see what you're typing if you know the fucking code. Okay. Dude, I'm. Absolutely, dude. These these visuals. Come on, come on. Yeah, I'm I'm stealing this. It's just about as it's about as good as it gets. Oh my god, 90s. look at the face. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll That's be watching awesome. Lawnmower Man. So stat. Dumb. Oh, he's battling Jesus. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? There's a big cross there. We didn't see it before. I don't know if he's battling Jesus or not. Christ, was. maybe speaking out. Of t- oh, he's it's it's Brosnan. Well. Guys, I encourage both of you to go look it up because it's free on YouTube right now. Everyone watching, go watch Lawnmower Man. Oh, yeah? yeah, it's All for right. free. Whole, whole director's cut. That'll be my fall asleep movie tonight. <laughs> you're gonna. You're I'm gonna... not sleeping during that, dude. That's riveting. Well, I'll wake up and watch the rest of it tomorrow. Oh, good. Okay. That's what you good fall goal. asleep. You wake up. You're like, where was I at? Watch the rest. I got tomorrow off. Sweet. Going yeah. in. So, do you, do either of you guys have kind of a ritual wind down? movie or show that you're getting into uh and also wait are you both you are you both sipping on piss yeah so yeah. that means you better be getting in on that bag of treats there that's been on the table the look whole time got full of piss look at oh get that bag in front of it explain man yeah get in there that's we your went, creation get in there um if you put cheetos in the traeger or you could smoke them but it's you know the traeger just the traeger just makes it easy you know you just pop it in there. You hit the temperature. Boom. 180 degrees, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Cheetos are like a little a pillow of, of just ready to absorb, a little sponge ready to take in flavor, mm. the flavors. So I want you guys to try 
a smoked Cheeto tonight, and you tell them bust what it, you think. Bust it open. Let's do it now. I've had multiple shots because we listen to Courtney Love's raw vocals from Celebrity Skin. Oh, make me oh. over. Ooh, I got lit during that in, in kind of a celebration. It was like as many times as you hear the Guitar Hero flub, I was Sniff taking a it. shot. So, yeah, I could use a little, uh, a little soaking Sniff agent. Sniff the bag, both of you. Both of you sniff oh, the bag. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that smells before like pellets. You, before you eat, sniff the bag. You know what you should do? Is just sell that as a cologne and call it Smoke Cheetos. Get you a whiff. I'm, I can smell it right here. Yeah, they're it's in every the single same, one. It's not the same, dude. It's not the same. Hand her over. Mmm. Yeah, that's like going to like a cheese, uh, cheese campfire. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. These turn these turned into like Gouda puffs. Yeah, <laughs> you know smoked Gouda. Yeah, that's what this tastes like. Good point. Yeah. Gouda puff. That's what you should brand them as. Gouda puffs. Hobbs Gouda puffs. Call the cologne that too. Smoke puffs. Um, <laughs> puff, puff smoke. Puffed smoke. Yeah, that's really legit. Hobbs, it you taste crazy. You knock that out of the park, dude. What a great idea. So, moving on here for a minute, mm. while we chew disgustingly, uh, Vil Vallo has told the world at this moment in time he's not interested at all in a hymn reunion. For the uninitiated, Vil Vallo, with the front man, former frontman of the band Him. At this moment in time, I'm not interested <laughs> at all in a hymn reunion. <laughs> That's literally it. That's literally it. For the uninitiated, you are looking at the man that's at least one third responsible for Bam Margera's uh, spiral out. This is he's at least a third responsible. The other third revolving belonging to the death of Ryan Dunn, and the other one belonging to substance abuse. You put those three things together, mix them all up, and you get what you got. It's a Margera gumbo. That's it. So what we have here is Vil Vallo stating that. He's not interested at all in a hymn reunion. Well, allow me to just get y'all's raw reaction real quick and get you primed. Three, two, one. What do you think of that logo? <laughs> it's it's virtually. It the looks s- like so, so, someone's interested a little bit. Mm-hmm. If the headline was not interested at all, that would say otherwise. It's like a spite girlfriend. You try to get a girlfriend that looks exactly like your ex, and then go be around them just to be like, see. Hmm. Which is a weird thing to do, by the way. It is. It really yeah. is. That's what um, Kanye just did with his new wife, by the way. New wife? He's married? Y'all don't know he got married again? No. Oh. He got married to someone again already that looks identical to Kim. Who has blonde hair. Though. Oh, I saw who he weird. was dating. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, there's already a ring on it. So um, I'll just say that, like, Vil Vallow's reunion or new new concert was so insignificant that as I had his image up on the screen... I already stopped talking about it. So Vil Vallow's never going to get past being him. That's it. There's Yeah, VV Banner is not going to stick. No, it's not. And um, we're, let's take a quick look at the intro to the live show where they just really – I'll turn the audio off so that he doesn't flag us for audio. He really just lets us know. If you need to know who's performing here, I'll let you know. It starts with a V. Got to let you know. It <laughs> starts with two Vs. And we got them pink trees. So imagine if you were in the audience and you're like, I wonder if they're going to play any hymn material or any hymn songs. There's going to be any hymn references. Do you guys think they're going to play hymn? Do you think he's going to like do some hymn songs? He's going to be him? Is him going to be him? <laughs> Is him going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a whole different person. Yeah. And then I don't know who this VV guy is, but is him going to be there? God, how long they let this go for? It's an ominous tone, Way bro. too long. Whoa, there we go. And that, there's the heart of Grant. It's him. Oh, my God, is it's him. him. Yeah, it is. And then he skulks out on stage with his Peaky Blinders cap. Or no, that's the guitarist. That peaky fucking blinders. If that guy's tall. If your guitarist has a Peaky Blinders cap and he is not in the Mighty Mighty Boston's, I don't know <laughs> if I can trust it. That's the only guy that needs that cap. I agree. So that's enough here. I don't even know if I need to hear it because it's going to sound... You know, like Vil Vallo, we'll give it three seconds of oxygen. Yep. Dude, it's Tommy s- Shelby is the front man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for real. That's, um, now, one thing would impress me a lot, y'all, I'm being real. We can clearly see that's like a Peaky Blinders hat, right? 
Biggie fucking blinders. What if that was just super <laughs> thick hair? How much more would you respect it if that's the hair he committed to? Oh, man, like permed it like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would fuck with this guy. Would, the front man. Like so a, imagine that's not a, the taxi cab hat ima- or paper boy hat. Imagine that's hair permed yeah. that way. Oh, that's yeah. so cool at that point. God, completely different perspective. This is sick. Bill, you need to call us. We have some ideas yeah. for to revive things, and frankly, yeah. it would work. Steal his look, him's look. But make it hair, yeah, not man. a hat. Yeah, make that your hair, dude. I'm into it. I'm really into that. So let me ask you guys this: um, It's been pretty much a full year of the last year, and so far this year, it's been like comeback concerts or reunion concerts or NFT concerts. Exactly, man. Is there any concert or show that you've not already seen before? That's the ad- that's the caveat here hmm. that you've not already seen before. That's going to get you to shell the cash right now. Me and the codes, Codester, are going to see JID and Smino. Okay. Where is that going? Is that in town or is that going to be something where you got to travel? It's in town. Okay. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm talking band. I think they're going to have a live band for both performances. But okay. you're right. I mean, it's, it's rap. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's a crossover. It's kind of like if anyone of our listeners listened to Outcast. I would just say it's in that vein. Rap, rap with a ensemble is totally a different prepared experience than someone that is like, I'm gonna go watch a rock show tonight with this band. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. What would it take to get you out of the house to go to that right now? I recently uh, started liking a band called Idols. I would go see them live. Okay. And I feel like they're at the price point where it would only be fifty or sixty bucks to go see them. It wouldn't be like some of the other shows we've been wanting to go to. Actually, let's just go ahead and put them out there. Death Grips. Too much. Lots of money. Yeah, they priced me out. I won't be going. And I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. I'm a fan of that band. Yep. I've seen them live and have owned their merch. Big, A big fan, and uh, I will not spend three digits of money to go see them. That is a fact. Um, dude, some of them are more expensive than that. Some oh, I believe it. Stuff. I believe that three digits is the entry point. That's kind of the thing I've accepted for big concerts. Now we were—I mean, we did the Luxa Turner Metallica thing on our on one of our audio only podcasts, That's true. and, and that we was, also actually went to Meshuggah. Yes, we did, and we that didn't was spend the cheap. three digits and almost per per seat. Almost. Whoa! Yeah, and was, we were still. Yeah, we yeah, we so. used show budget. <laughs> we used show budget to be able to go to Meshuggah. That was how we afforded it. Because the tickets, we thought they were going to be cheap, and we went and looked, and we were like, oh, the nosebleeds are this much. Tight. So that's kind of the deal right now going out. Uh, so Vil Vallo, um, good luck to him, but literally he does know the only people coming to his shows are, are him fans. There's no one on earth that's like, you know, man, I heard of this new guy, Vil Vallo, and he comes out with this Peaky Blinders cap, and man. Yeah, Peaky fucking blinders. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's. I want that to be hair so bad. Now. Me too. And now that I keep looking at it, it, it would be a lot better if it were if it were just hair. But um, I'll I'll tell you guys this because I I'll answer this, the question I at least put on you guys. You both, I asked you both, what if there was like a concert that would get you out of the house that would get you to leave? Nothing. I, I've skipped every shaky knees since the year I got the stupid tattoo. Let this, me borrow your tattoo, dude. I'm, I'm no, I, I no think, return on investment. <laughs> yeah. None, none, none so far. Zero percent ROI. Yeah. Dude. I got the tattoo. I went that time, and that was it. So I'm faced now with the dilemma of going back, and like a lot of bands that I liked 15 to 20 years ago are now going to be like main staging, and I just I don't care anymore. So like, what's that cliche? You'll get what you want, but by the time you you do, you'll be too old to enjoy it. Have you ever heard you know that cliche? Yeah, that's hundred percent true. So that's how I feel about shaking knees and a lot of big rock concerts. Is like a lot of the bands that again these comeback tours, reunion tours, and all that. A lot of it for me is too little, too late. Where I'm like the time where I well, wanted but, to see those people has and, passed. And there is a relationship between the crowd and the performer where I guess you want to be younger than the person who's on the stage. I have accepted that, like, if I'm going to crave what you're talking about and be able to get it at a price point, you're going to have to go see people that are younger. That part doesn't bother me at all. I don't give a shit about age. No, that part bothers me literally the least. It's the fact that I hate everything happening musically from these artists because I'll use Muse as a punching bag. 
that was a band I liked in the early 2000s, and then they took a, a they what they did is they let go of the steering wheel and they hit the gas. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It will just float wherever it goes. It went in a direction where the thing that, in my mind, I had enjoyed at a point when it came back at me when I was older and I could reflect on it for what it was, and then it's like headlining shaky knees. It's like... I don't want to no. go see. That's like going in and like standing in a graveyard of what I used to enjoy. And is that watch. real for this year? Yeah. Muse. Yeah. Headline. Yeah. Yeah. How much would it cost? You, you got the tattoo. Just Muse go was see so them. Tight back in the day, man. A long time ago, we we went to go see them uh, in more of when they were still doing clubs. Now again, it's at the festival thing. It's so far on. I don't care. I don't want to go watch them play seven songs from four albums Have I didn't to fight listen through a bunch to. Of fucking yeah, idiots. yeah. yeah. Like, I don't to want to get there. Like fuck. Yeah, I don't want to do no. that. Like I, I saw Tears for Fears at the the Shaky Knees I went to, and I with that I feel good. Like that's fine. Okay. I saw Tears for Fears, and uh, I, do you want to know the lineup? Since I'm here talking so much shit about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me Let's let me go. let me pull it up. Shaky Knees. To the thing about price points, you do get your price point worth. I feel at festivals like this if you upgrade to a VIP. For the solo shows, like if we were just going to see Meshuggah and getting VIP, might not have been, unless you're a super fan, fine. But if you get a VIP to a festival, it's not as grueling. Because you got air-conditioned porta-potties, you got good entrance to the to the show. How about this? What do you feel about that? I can't believe Greta Van Fleet is so up. They're above Cypress Hill. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, they're above a lot of people there, man. What is hap- What what happened? That's what I'm saying. Look at this lineup. I don't. There's no part of me that feels the need to go. How to do this. you feel about Greta Van Fleet? I feel like it's a CAI plant of what a rock band is <laughs> supposed to. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a psyop of what a rock band is supposed to be interpreted as. I, so when I first I was at Waffle House and and a guy put it on and I heard it and I and I was like I actually thought it was pretty cool and I texted Justin and he shredded it. Yeah. So when you I, knew that was gonna, I was happen. like I was like, dude, this band's kind of cool. What do you think? And he was like, fuck that. <laughs> Those guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> so I, I was like, man. <laughs> I, I I think they're in. They seem to be like industry plants. Like they are complete descendants of people connected to the entertainment industry that got a crack at trying a band. Because here's the whole deal: to elevate to that level of a rock band, every single other band that's on the bold print or the red print or above is twenty to twenty five years old in age. Every Hosier? one of these bands. All those bands are old. I've like never the, heard of Hosier. For, for the, the take me to you know what I'm. You haven't picked it up by now. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's nailing it. Honestly, he's nailing it. It sounds like someone Come playing on. harmonica in a blues bar. I feel like I had to do that for too long. <laughs> cut is, cut some was, of that out. That cut, was, cut a little bit of that out, okay? Okay, I'll do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. So point is, most of the bands on there that are in bold or red or above, they've been around a very long time. And Greta Van Fleet, I'm sorry, they, they simply didn't pay those dues. And they also sound like uh, you got people into a boardroom, and they were like, what would you like to hear on a Led Zeppelin album? What kind of adjectives or verbs seem like things you'd want to hear on a new Led Zeppelin record? And then you got Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> yup, yup. And cue it in. So um, I'm not, a, I don't I know. I thought man. the guy's voice was pretty cool. Like, like he sounds like, like as good as Robert Plant sounded. But that voice was cool in the 70s. That yeah, voice in it, modern times yeah. to it, me. And they're just like basically doing, they're just like being Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They're trying to like be it's like, I get the it. the Marvel yeah. Universe of rock. They're, but they're like, LARPing. I don't know, there was a couple of tracks that I thought were kind of cool. And then after you shred it, I kind of like re-examined it and like, and it wasn't as cool. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to do No, that. you're right. You're right. You, no, you, you keep me honest. You know, you keep me honest. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to yuck someone's <laughs> yum all the time, man. I'm not trying to be that guy, but Greta Van Fleet's one of those ones where, like, if someone is honestly telling me that Greta Van Fleet in the room, I respond the same as Bruce Springsteen. I get quiet, I back away, I find an exit, and then I reassess the situation and come back in, so I can I come in with you. a new energy. I feel you on that. I want to be positive. I don't want to be negative on these things. So, but the you, killers, though. <laughs> How I've do you guys seen, feel I've about seen the most of the big bands a few times, so this is not 
this is uh you know i'm skipping this one i've seen mars volta seen flaming lips a lot yeah. seen the killers seen cypress hill do you see why I don't feel the need to go and show my tattoo off and be like, hey, 100%. Let me in. I like Future Islands. I've never seen them live, but that's one day out of this that I'm, I would, I would, I'd be envious of someone to go see. But even then, a festival set is what at best forty five minutes if you got a good slot. Tops. Thirty minutes if Tops. you got a shitty one. Right. So no, no, not thirty. Fifteen. Get out. I've seen I've seen tight fifteens and twenties at this Whoa. festival. Oh, maybe yeah. in some of the tents. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like some of the smaller stages. God, imagine that, dude. Dad, that's not what. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. Fifteen minutes. To, like that's when you get warmed up during a set. Yeah, and you're on festival time. So if you're one minute late, you're not getting that at the end of the set. That's, that's going into just, your set. It's just not yeah. someone else's. Exactly. Yeah. So. I won't be going to Shaky Knees probably, but I'll still wear the stupid tattoo. Um, and I'll keep you guys updated and everyone watching. I'll keep you updated if I decide to change my mind because maybe I'll go and I'll get some on-site correspondence that I'll bring back to the jug that we can review. Maybe I'll go ask some questions. I'll do man on the street at the Shaky Knees. Secret fact, Puma Blue, if everyone's excited about Puma Blue, I know he's awesome, but he plays in Atlanta all the time at Eddie's Attic. He plays these little intimate shows. Just go, just go do that instead of this. Because this is going to be weird in a festival setting. I already know it. I just caught one, guys. My eyes just caught it. You know, sometimes you'll look at something and you almost make something scot free, and then you catch one thing where you're like, "Ooh, wait, just a minute." Mm-hmm. What do you guys see? What I'm putting under the mouse here? Read that name. Taipei Houston. Yeah. Who's that? Lars Ulrich's Sons Band. Do you see what I'm saying about the nepotism on the festival thing, man? You don't have to be a good band. You have to be related to someone that can get you in. That's what it is. So, uh, You know what Tom Hanks said about Hollywood. It's a family business. It's this, a f- is, this is the same type of shit we're seeing in the music business. It's, the crossover's getting ugly, and I don't, I don't want to speak. There's a lot of people that are on this uh, bill that I'm sure are self-made or whatever, but there's also a lot of bands on this bill where they had an accelerated ramp to get up where... I think Muse has been a band now for something like 30 years. Not a joke. They've been around as long as... Uh, as Tenacious D, as Yeah, 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 as, as yeah. Volta. No, you're right. They're probably the oldest. I don't know if they beat Lumineers. Yeah, they're old. I, Lumineers are old. Yeah. yeah. So... But, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I probably won't be at this thing and, you know, I... Plus, you haven't kept up with their newer catalog. No. And that's not to say that's not what they'll play. That's not what I'm saying right now. Like, that's all a band does if they're coming back out. Because I, I hate when a band does that. Yeah. Truly. So not to say, like, they're only going to play their new stuff. But when's the last time you listened to a Muse album that you were more infatuated to- No, with? totally. And yeah. I, I'll be honest and just say, like, if you like any of this stuff, go to these shows. I'm sure it's going to be fun. And go get out of the house and have a good time at a rock show. For me personally, I've gotten to a weird place with my relationship with rock music to where... Rock music used to be um, used to have more of kind of like an outsider culture to it because there was a lack of things you didn't know. You just had like album covers and liner notes and discussions with other fans to like stitch together ideas about what things were. But now you have like this just too much access to information on things that are insignificant in a number of details. So that part changes your perception of the bands a little bit. And it also takes a little bit of the sting out of a lot of rock music in my mind. Because like a rock band for me is, you know, not something where I, I necessarily I don't know, well, what's the right way to put this? I want a rock show to feel kind of like a fun ride, and not. So I was gonna say not too serious. Not too serious, man. I want to go have a good time and go have fun. And with a lot of these rock shows, like I think Muse, one of their albums is entirely about the new world order. And how we must rise against the new world so order. It's like you it's play like, anything uh, from that <laughs> in the middle of the day at three p.m. during a, during the in May. It's going to be hot as shit. Let's just be honest. Beginning of a recession. You're playing a song called "Rise Up." How's that going to go? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's I, why, like, people can clown me for going to see Primus, but like, it's really been the only thing that stood the test of time as being like this kind of silly, fun thing to go to, where you're still getting. A little bit of instrumentation that's that's cool. They're not calling for people to rise up. They the, are not. In the beginning of a recession. It's not happening. And then you've got Greta Van Fleet coming on after that that are 30 <laughs> years too late. For, they all got scarves. Yeah, they do have. And tambourines. What's that one video? Have you seen the video of the guy breaking the tambourine? From Greta, Greta yeah, Van Fleet? Yeah, hold on. I'll pull oh, it up. Yeah, that. hold on. I'll, I'll get this. It's it's a pretty good It's a pretty good look. 
Um, while I'm he went from smashing a guitar and lighting it on fire to <laughs> breaking a tambourine in 2023. The stakes aren't as high, I guess. You know, I gotta see it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good image. Like Hobbs, I'm sorry that you came to the table with like a serious proposition for this band. <laughs> Because I'm sure it was just obliterated in a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to those tracks really since. Here we go. Oh man, <laughs> that's the that's the singer, I think. Yeah. yeah, this is from the new Avatar movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, that God. outfit for a rock show, like, all right, I don't know what he's doing. Do you know what he looks like? And I'm not even joking. This, this is dude. Like, this looks like Frodo Baggins combined with Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah. God That's damn it! it looks you like. with the fucking spot on. What is it with you and the? What the fuck? <laughs> this is what it looks That's... like. It's Elijah Wood and, and Frodo Baggins combined with Ted Nugent, and he's pissed off at that tambourine. God, put it in a stranglehold, if you will, dude. So, yeah, that's. I don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna go to Midtown and stand in a big crowd uh, for Greta Van Fleet. But if you are, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope he does this to a tambourine when Me you're too. there. Me too. Me Slaughter that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely tear it up. Uh, Tam slaughter. Well, moving on a little bit, I wanted to ask you guys' opinion about this. Um, there was the rumor last week that Saudi Arabia oh. was gonna buy the WWE, but it's not true. There's actually a few other buyers at the table. So. Uh, the few other buyers, I could tell you the interest. What are you going to do when you buy? What is your plan of action when you buy WWE from Vince McMahon? So yeah, I'm not sure. I think wrestling, it's just, you get the fan base, do do whatever you want to do, and then whoever sticks around from the old fan base, cool, everybody else. So it, this gets complicated, all right? I'll answer that question because I looked this up. I went down the rabbit hole, dude. Because when I thought WWE was sold to Saudi Arabia, I was like, hold up a minute. I was like <laughs> freaking out because I was like, there's not a lot left in like American monoculture. There's you have a few major sports that people still all tune in and watch on TV. There's not a lot of things people all still tune into TV and watch. There's not. Mostly all of it is streaming or personalized. Yeah. Yeah. So, so monoculture is like almost gone. So basically after the Saudi Arabia deal, the WWE CEO Nick Khan, he met with Disney last week and ESPN. Uh, UFC, their owner, their parent company, Endeavor. They also met with Netflix, Amazon, Comcast, Warner Brothers, Discovery. So those are all the potential buyers of WWE. Now, here's the deal. Here's why this is a big, a big thing. For any of those other big companies like Endeavor, you know, Netflix, Amazon, all that – they make sense in terms of like, okay, those are companies that are you know, primarily domestically serving here in the States, right? When you start to take stuff over to Saudi Arabia where they've got the live golf thing going on, where that's got you – know, they're, 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 they're washing a lot of money and a lot of athletes to get people to look the other way and a lot of other stuff. People are super concerned about that for pro wrestling. Uh, one of the main ones, it was would they even allow like female pro wrestlers in Saudi Arabia – to present in the same ways or Good even point. perform there. So that's one thing. So if this brand were bought and moved overseas to where it were headquartered, you could see an entire reshaping of how this is distributed as an entertainment format. But when you look at some of those other names that are being offered, okay, Disney, deep, deep pockets. I don't know how that works, though. What do you mean? They've already gone so far with, like, the sexual side of it and the oh, language side of it D and the violence D side Disney of it. Disney does not care because Disney, what they do is they contractually make money from these things while having no branding present in any way, shape, or form of, because okay, Dis Disney okay. makes money off the UFC. Off UFC, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. That's okay. their daddy. Okay. They own well, that, would make, that could make sense then. Okay. Yeah. So think about this. Why why would Amazon WWE? <laughs> think about that for a minute. What would the WWE look like if Bezos buys it? Is he not syndicating football? Bezos? Bezos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday Night Football, I think, has gone to Amazon now. Yeah. And that's NFL, right? Yeah, that's NFL, Thursday so, Night Football. I don't know. He's dipping his toes into sports. What do you guys think about... Um, okay, so that's one route. Tell me what you think it would be like if Netflix took it over. 
took over WWE because they're one of WWE. the potential buyers. It would be episodic immediately. I feel like Netflix doesn't do like a live a live uh, performative thing very very often as much as Amazon does. Amazon seems like it has more live events. Yeah. Never really seen like a Netflix, yeah, Netflix live. Netflix hasn't event. gotten like a live thing. So they? they would try to do a season of WWE and like make the storyline <laughs> ten episodes. And like I don't know. It just seems like in a in a way, it would completely kill the spirit of what it is. But in another way, you guys are familiar with the concept of dark matches. Yeah, yeah. When it's like off air. Yep. And they would have matches yeah. off air. So if you're a fan and you were to go to these tapings, you might see stuff no one else sees. Ah, okay. That part could be cool. I like that idea. But I totally agree with you that if you were to try and make wrestling episodic, it do, it it changes oh, how it works. Yeah. It's not the same. Imagine, no, well, I guess you could still have a live audience when you were taping it, but when we would see it would be in the past. I want to know like that. what Vince's like motive is. Is it? Does he want to make a shitload of money off of it, or does he want the legacy of his company to like continue on? Because if that's the case, then he probably wouldn't want to sell to Saudi Arabia for all of those reasons mentioned. I don't know. Big big question is, what sum of money are they offering, and how close is he to legitimate legal trouble? Because that was the whole reason he stepped down. So like, does he know something's coming down? the line that he won't be able to dodge and he wants to cash out before it's too late and he loses market value so who does who does he pass the sick pig to exactly yeah exactly exactly so his daughter has resigned from the company permanently stephanie's gone she's done wow yep stephanie's done that was for different reasons nope it was related to this oh okay. yeah she saw a clip the other day of stephanie saying something about denying the only two times she ever denied vince on a, uh, an idea that he had come up with and it was both like some like incestual like concept <laughs> that Vince came up with where he wanted to be like the father he, of he her baby. No he had and no cutoff. He had no cutoff. Like this guy is a fucking creep yeah, dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he will spare no expense like, to well, make on, the storyline yeah. more juicy. Yeah. Right, so you want some you want some juicy details? Here I, am. I thought there were some allegations that happened, <laughs> and that's I... why Stephanie was not wanting to be a part of it. I could be wrong. No, it's... no, it's not that. It's not that. Here we go. I didn't want to have to do this on the public episode, but we're going <laughs> oh, to do it. Oh, here we go. I'm going to spill. It's a conspiracy theory. I didn't make this up. I'm just repeating things that I've heard. Do you know that Vince McMahon had a really bad relationship with the Macho Man, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I did know that. Do you know why? No. Deeply held, a deeply held belief that Macho Man may have hooked up with Stephanie when she was a teenager. And Vince, yeah, he lost it. He lost it. Yeah, that. Yeah, your reaction is yeah is everything. That's how old would Macho Man ha- would have had to be? Forty, probably in his forties. Didn't do anything with Stephanie. You gotta, you gotta keep that going. <laughs> With the Cheeto in the mouth, yeah, that's so tough to do, man. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, man, I absolutely love that. So, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it landed. I love that it landed. On, that's great. That's <laughs> so good. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Welcome to this show. Why did you guys have to start talking about? Rod, Randy, I was waiting the whole, the whole episode. I was like sitting here. Drew turned the Cheetos towards me. I said, you know what? Fuck. Macho Drew, Man Rodney right. Now I got the Cheetos right in front of me. I don't want to eat Cheetos the whole goddamn episode, Drew. Fuck. Drew finally ends, ends up eating a Cheeto or two. During I the episode. Decide, finally, Drew. Okay, Drew ate a couple of Cheetos. Finally. Fuck, I'll have a Cheeto. Fuck. You guys start talking about Randy Macho Man Savage. What am I supposed to fucking do? Uh, dude, you did what was supposed to be done. Uh, you saying Stephanie's name almost, like, I almost lost it. I was like, oh my God, that's somehow. <laughs> Stephanie. I can't do it. Listen, the insane relationship with Stephanie McMahon. Dude, he was on coke. 
Yeah, lots of good coke. Eighties so coke. Dude, I'm about to I'm about to lose it. So there's Cheeto slobber all over the place. Dude, it went everywhere. It went all over me. It's in my hair. We'll wash we'll wash we'll, we'll wash your hair for you. We'll wash your hair later. We'll wash your what hair. Am I yeah, you you did what we'll anyone would have done, man. Later. We'll wash your hair off later. We'll wash your hair in the shower real good. That's just Cheeto dust. Okay, cool. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It was an isolated incident. All right, it'll never happen again. Man, that was really, that was something. Well, uh, I hope that the WWE uh, keeps being the WWE for however long they can. But let's be real, when Vince dies, which is inevitable... It's inevitable. He looks very weird right here. He looks strange. It looks like he's had Botox. I don't like it. In all parts of his face. I do not like it. No. Just age, man. Yeah, I don't man. get it. He looks like the bubblegum chewing guy that we were talking about on the sods. The bubblegum guy. Remember, guys? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Chews gum. A lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude sits in the car, chews gum. <laughs> all right, so we got... <laughs> You guys don't know what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> I don't. What? <laughs> Hold on. I was queuing up wrestling. Chew the gun. Chew the gun in the car. You know what I'm talking about? Chew the gun in the car. You know the guy. He's in the car. Chew the gun. That's a good bit. Impatiently waiting for someone to understand the bit is a good bit. You know the guy. You know the guy in the car. The guy in the car with the gun. He's chewing it. <laughs> Earlier soon. Earlier soon. The guy with the gun. Bubblegum guy. Do you know what I like is the idea of bringing back the mid-century Atlantic accent with that bit. You know the guy? The guy in the car? The guy in the car with the gun. The guy. He's chewing. He's chewing the gun. See? I like that. Well, uh, I got this clip of Vince McMahon that I, I thought was just appropriate to show in this moment. The most overcommitted man in history. Y'all remember when he blew his quads out getting into the ring? And he didn't yes. even make it he into the ring? Sit. He had to sit on the turnbuckles. Let's take, let's take a look. Yeah, they're recounting oh, it. Yeah, yeah, when he was running down the ramp. <laughs> Here it comes. The that walk is amazing, is. man. That's Slammed how he blew his quad out. That walk was so impactful. Oh, we can't play audio, huh? No, no. Vince. That's fine. I mean, it's really, it's really a visual representation of what happens. Yeah, people, they don't need to hear Vince so much as they just need to see him. Pissed. Bam. Blew both the quads out. All right. Here's where he cannot stand up. Like have you ever felt? Have you ever pulled your quad like that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've peace <laughs> folded. And then you're still trying to be like in character. <laughs> yeah. If I were Conor McGregor, this is probably what I watched before I broke my leg in the ring, so that I could sit down and still do the interview after. Yeah. Well, both. You can quads. only relay that with your eyes too, that you've pulled your quads. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the eyes of a man that pulls his, <laughs> pulled his quads. <laughs> There's nothing more embarrassing than trying to run down and yell at a bunch of athletes. Oh yeah, and dude, they're all way bigger than you and way better shape. And you get hurt doing something mildly athletic. He was juicing, right? Yes, right. Yes. I mean, nothing about this. You man don't is take natural. a season break and come back looking like Batista. <laughs> like, what's and the not bit? be juicing, dude. <laughs> what's the bit here? I mean, he's just yelling at everyone. Exactly, <laughs> with him sitting down. <laughs> he's like directing everyone what to do. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great I'm still frame there. Well, Vince. Vince is probably. Uh, he, I, I think he's gonna cash out to who we don't know yet, but I think it's inevitable he's gonna cash out. But. Uh, one thing I want to. Uh, we got a couple more things to go over before we wrap up. So, there's someone y'all that wants to cash in. The Taliban. I've started blind and <laughs> getting verification checks on Twitter. Yep. So they are using the paid-for verification feature, and some of them are now getting the blue ticks on their accounts. So this is uh, – what, what do you guys feel about this whole saga? Well, you know their famous quote, America has the money, we have the time. Yeah. So they're, like, implementing these blue checks to when, like, I don't know, maybe they can be quiet for 10 years. And then when they pop back up, that's a verified account. It's got millions of followers because it's got a decade of of shit posting, <laughs> meme posting. It's like the meme lords are, are they're just invading quietly yeah. now. Yep. Um, it's pretty weird. Uh, 
it's a pretty weird thing. They just brokered a huge deal with China recently for oil and resources. So, and they're the official, you know, government body of uh, of Afghanistan. So it's kind of an interesting thing that you're getting a bunch of verifications to the exact point you just made. If their government's in one place now and it keeps, I don't know, if the situation evolves and they start giving more official titles to things and you got a verified check status, what's your entry point to do all kinds of stuff? 100%. So what's your influence now? This comes, you guys, af- like literally about a week after I think Elon loses more money than anyone has ever lost in history twice in a week. Yeah, it's happened. Um, yeah, this is it. It's in the Guinness World Book of Records. Uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk broke the world record for largest amount of money lost by one person. He lost $180 billion to $200 billion since November, largely due to the poor performance of Tesla in recent years, according to the recent reports. So, yeah, thinking about what we were just talking about now with Twitter, it seems— Does it even matter at that point when you have $380 billion if you lose— hundred billion? Yes, because not here's the deal. He leveraged like he owns a lot of Tesla, but it's it's he's not the only like there's other people that are invested that have interests. So whenever he's losing those amounts, they they're get pulling out. Well they just get alarmed because they're like, This is erratic. This is like completely erratic to lose those quantities of money in a hmm. short span of time. He was distracted by all this Twitter stuff that Ultimately, I don't know how you guys feel. I kind of feel like it's been a flop and it's just proven that social media is over. And now it just extra annoys me when I see like tweets on the screen when I watch UFC fights. It's just like the worst. I don't want to watch tweets from people on screen anymore when I'm watching in like a sports event. That's why I don't want to read when I'm watching like physicality. <laughs> you know, that's like I don't want to stop what I'm doing to be like, ooh, what did what did The Rock have to say about the third <laughs> round? So, um, wanted to hear y'all's thoughts on just this whole debacle of that amount of money being lost and then immediately finding out that the Taliban is now your number one customer of buying blue checks. <laughs> <laughs> is that the worst week at work? <laughs> is he going to have to accept that? I don't because know. Because he's made it the Wild West, and now everyone can just buy their verification. Well, I think the thing, Not excluding Taliban. The thing that's going to happen at a point that I think people are watching is like, Twitter could straight up fail because to the point people made when the company was sold, there was a lot of old infrastructure that had to be cleaned up. And while he did release a bunch of the Twitter files and a lot of stuff people are super psyched on, which, you know, I draw your own conclusions there. Uh, there's a bit of like this revival of Twitter everyone thought was going to happen. And it just hasn't taken form. No one cares anymore. It just seems like another social media platform that's on its way to the graveyard. You know, Instagram's the shopping mall. Facebook is the retirement home, <coughs> right? And Twitter is no longer like the town square deal like he was hoping. It's just kind of now just like a place where you go to scream into the void. <laughs> scream at this guy. Yeah. It's like an angry beach that you scream at. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing meaningful ever comes back. You never swim in it. You never surf in it. You don't fish in it. You don't get in a boat in it. You just scream at it, and it just remains. So waves keep crashing. Waves keep crashing. But um, speaking of crashing, we got a few more minutes here before we got to wrap up. I want to show you guys a video of some crashing and get a full on review from both of you. But Brother Brown, I heard you had an encounter on your way here tonight when you were at Family Dollar. Tell me about that. I got paper towels in my hand. I got lemonade, you know, bulky items. I'm like, I guess I'm, I'm a guy, I don't know, I guess I'm walking too slow. Dude cuts the corner right in front of me, goes ahead of me. He's got like a couple items. I'm like, whatever. Goes to the only counter available, rings the stuff in. She tells him the total, rings him up, and then he's like, let me get a lighter. So she has to avoid that payment. Meanwhile, I'm like this. <laughs> avoid the payment, start over. A yellow one, if preferably. And then she just brings the whole rack down. He's like, let me get one of the, the ones with the design on it. And then she's like, which which one? He's kind of looking at me like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> and he's like, that one. That one's hard. And I was like, that one's hard, dude. Tries to do his Apple Pay on the phone like this. Doesn't work. Tries to insert the car with the chip. Doesn't work. 
She's like, tell him to swipe, has to void the payment again, ring everything up again. I'm like this. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes. The other cashier who's putting cigarettes and stuff up turns around, realizes what's happening, decides to ring me up. Very nice lady. Redeemed the family dollar experience. But I was getting to that point where I was just like, And it was kind of pissing me off. Like, move it along, future boy. You got any cash on you? Can you put some cash on the table? Let's move this fucking along. This is ridiculous. If your arms had gone any higher, your angel wings may have sprouted out. You may have just started to like started to like fly. Turtle doves. Watch you come at me with turtle doves. Guys, I got one more for you here. We've got a bit of a lover's quarrel involving a diesel truck. Um, this guy went back to go meet with his ex-wife and patch things up. I like that Lincoln Town car. Is that what that is? I think it is. She went back to he went back to go patch things up. She wasn't with it. Okay, I don't think things worked out. So his his next move was to go get the keys to the truck and destroy the house. I mean, when you actually think about driving through a house, that's the truck to do it, right? That's the one, if it's driving at your front door, you're scared. This is so premeditated, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... He got the chopper. He goes, over into Roger's yard. <laughs> what did Roger have to do with any of this? That was not Roger's fault. Someone just talked about grabbing their pistol, which is, you know, murder. <laughs> if you shoot him, it's, you know. Especially into a car. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, now you're just oh, fucking people's property up that have nothing to do with what's going on. Now we're getting into But now maybe he'll have the momentum to get up the yard, because I don't think he planned for this yard very well. It's going to be a high-speed chase in that. <laughs> <laughs> he is headed He is headed east on 170. Oh, he's snitching! He's, he's snitching. snitching! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's look I at guess the- for good reason. I don't know. That's kind of fucked up to do someone's whole yeah. street. Like, no, everyone it, got involved. If someone That's, had a, a diesel know. truck like that in my neighborhood, yeah, I'd call the cops. I'd be like, yeah, no, I can't have that. What a piece of shit. Yeah. It looks like a hurricane just hit just that house in terms of how it looks from the street. It's so wet. Yeah, well, what do you guys think of that? Do you think they're going to get back together? I kept glancing over at the other section of the video. And it's just the still of the woman, the, I guess one of the neighbors in the bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> like, she's going to be more pivotal in the story. She was going to have more to do with it. And nothing else happened. <laughs> nothing transpired. We don't get an interview from her. We get no. that one still. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of lurking right there. I don't know if you guys can see it at home. This but. must be in the morning time. Yeah, why didn't he do it in the middle of the night, you know? Much more of, like, vigilante... I just feel like it hits different at night. I, you know, like, oh, I couldn't see where I was call. going. That's why I hit all those other cars. This is the middle of the day, it seems like, or maybe Mid-shift in the morning. Shift phone call. I think you're nailing it. Really <laughs> fucked his day. Yeah, up. I think that's what it was. Like, he was at work I'm already. Home early today, everybody. Drove home. Fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it's 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 a pretty big rampage. Um, and I, I, it's hard. You guys said it already. It's hard to argue that's not premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you could call that heat of passion. You know what I mean? You know, officer, and they just, they really sent me through the roof. So what I did is I backed forwards and backwards on a residential street, hitting all cars in sight. But what I did is I pushed her car all the way to the front of her house, <laughs> only because I couldn't clear the front of her yard to plow through, Your Honor. <laughs> That's like... Your Honor. Like, it's going to be hard uh, to defend that one, but I do hope we hear more about it. That me was too. breaking footage. Um, I don't think they'll get back together, but I don't think it matters in the end because we got... That lady knows what happened. Exactly. We got to go talk to her. We need someone on the streets. 
Well, do you guys have anything you want to say before we get out of here for our first ever public episode of Piss Jug? First ever public episode. I God appreciate bless you. all y'all that listened to us before the first episode. Absolutely. The if, real pissers. If this is your first time seeing us, these are smoked Cheetos that Hobbs made hey, man. in the smoker. That's right. And well, we are Brother Brown, Monochrome Sweatsuit, and Hobbs from Piss Jug. Go rip the earlier sods. We'll, we'll get out of here on a piss. On a piss? Yeah, on a piss. Yeah, you guys ready? Give me a piss. One, two, three, piss!